the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL.com and on the WFIL app. Listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. It's coming minutes after 4. How you doing? Got the sunny afternoon thing happening. I like it. Nice day. 85 the high. Getting kind of cloudy later on tonight. Might get a shower. Low down to 70. Mix of clouds and sun uh, for tomorrow. Warming up to a high of 94. Making a shower as part of the deal tomorrow as well. Sports Phillies 8-3 over Washington last night. JT Realmuto, home run number nine. Knocked in three. Doing a fine job. Continuing his strong season. Gene Shigura had three hits, knocked in a couple. Andrew McCutcheon, a couple of RBI as well. And Jake Arrieta got the win on the mound. They play at Washington at 6.05 tonight. Game two of that series. Had a chance to chat with Phillies manager Joe Girardi after the game. and uh, Or before, I guess it was before the game. He's available usually both times on Zoom calls. And uh, I asked him a question about how when you're playing pro ball and the Baseball season's 162 games long. A lot of times players and and managers will tell you they just try to win series. So if they're playing a team three times, they want to win two out of three. Sure, if you can win them all, that's great. But if you win series after series throughout the year, then the rest takes care of itself. But that's when you have 162 games. My question to him had to do with, well, you only have 60 games now. So do you still think that way? Did you ever think that way as a manager? He was manager for, I guess, the Cubs, the Marlins, and the Yankees for a lot of years. Is that how you thought before? Does it still apply? Or because you're only playing 60 games total, is it more about, like, let's just win tonight, forget the series mentality? Here's what he had to say. No, I think it's winning the series, too. Because if, if you think about it, you know, you're playing 60 games. On average, you'd have 20 series. If you win every series, there's no way you're not making the playoffs. And, and you're probably winning your division. Um, so I know I, that is definitely still our mindset. And I think when you look at that, how important the first game is in a series to win a series. Um, so I think it makes tonight's game really important. And that was right before last night's game, which the Phillies again won. They're getting ready for their game at 6.05 tonight. Aaron Nola on the mound for the Phils. Flyers and Islanders playing this afternoon. Flyers lost the first game 4-zip. They're doing a lot better today. They have a 3 o'clock start, so they're already in the middle of that, and they've already scored three goals in the first period to take a 3-0 lead on the Islanders. Hopefully even that series up. It's the uh, Eastern Conference semifinals. And the Eagles keep going with the training camp thing. Uh, Their season opener is at Washington on the 13th of September. So today, uh, it's going to be a smorgasbord, if you will. A great opportunity to, A, kind of review what's been going on around here lately, and especially if you're new to the program, to get some insight into what we're about. So that's coming. We also want to take a look ahead and give you an idea of what's uh, you know on the horizon over the next week or two. It has some pretty cool things happening. So take a quick break, 
And then we'll get rolling with all that here on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. And uh, kind of in the background, for fun, if you'd like to text in during the program and perhaps win a gift card to Duncan or Panera or Rita's or Wawa, courtesy of Brian or Chevrolet in Jenkintown, be my guest. The text line is 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. And uh, just text in, you know, first, first name is fine. First name and where you're from, just to be able to say a hello. And we'll draw a number of winners, uh, even as the program Rolls along. So try your hand at that. 610-500-3683. It's just a simple $5.60 card. We'd like to give lots of these away. A chance for listeners to take a friend out, get a cup of coffee, something like that. That's, uh, again, courtesy of Brian Chevrolet in Jenkintown. Back with more in just a moment. It's Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show. Heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. 409, the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. So this program, if you've listened for any length of time, you know that it is based on a couple of main scriptures. John 3.16 is one of them. For God so loved the world, he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And so to that end, uh, that means that that message applies to every single person on the planet. You ever think about that? Not just those who have accepted it, not even those who have perhaps wrestled with it and whatever they did with it, they did with it, but everybody, whether they're aware of it or not, or to the extent that they're thinking about it, God's word is true and it applies. So that verse is super fundamental to life because as long as someone is on this planet, and breathing, they got an opportunity, right, to receive Christ into their hearts and to make him their Lord, their Savior, and move forward in life, both here and then uh, in the life to come. And so we take that seriously, and we don't try to hide behind um, or make the program vague uh, in any way. We want people to listen in and know that this is a, st- a station that's built on God's Word and a radio show that's built on that, with that as the framework and that as the context. But think of it, if God sent his own son to a planet that had rebelled against him. He didn't send his son after everyone said, okay, we need you. Would you please come help us? He sent his son into a very broken world, which still is broken. No strings. And he went all the way to the cross and died for us and was raised to life. Again, no strings. He did it. And now the opportunity is there. So thinking that way, Everyone's an opportunity, if you will. And I mean that in a good way, not in a weird way. But everybody has a chance to hear the gospel and to respond to it, hopefully by saying, yes, Lord, I want you in my life. I want you to forgive me of my sins. I'm going to put my trust in you. And I want to live for you. So I say that because if you listen in or you go through the podcast on our homepage, you will notice a very long list of guests Many of them are Christians. Clearly, what they talk about, what we talk about in the interviews are like that. But not all are. In fact, some I would guess, unless I knew better, that they're not. But when I seek out those interviews or have opportunities come my way, I think that's part of life. Hopefully, you have that foundation secure and you're clear in your mind about God's word and who Jesus is. But then, uh, hopefully, part of your life involves... uh, 
spending time with people who believe the same and are encouraging you. You sharpen each other, as Proverbs talks about. But then hopefully part of your life is spent around those who don't share those same values or, or, or those beliefs. I went to a Christian school for 13 years, and then I went to Penn State. Very different, but I went to Penn State on purpose because I really wanted to take my faith in that direction and have a chance to have conversations with people where Christianity was not the norm. So this is a mini version of that. Hopefully, when I walk out the door, the same person who was in here is the same person who walked out the door. So as you listen in, uh, that's why we have the different guest list that we do and why it's so varied. Sometimes you'll know who the person is right off the bat. And other people be like, I don't know who that is, but they all matter. Everyone matters in God's eyes. That's why he sent his son to reconcile mankind to him. So in that regard, it's a lot of fun to do the program because there's potential everywhere. Every single person has the, has value, eternal value. And so whether you've accomplished a lot and are famous or not, or anywhere in between or wherever you're from, whatever part of the country, another part of the, of the world, another, uh, you know, just around the greater Philadelphia area, we try and touch on all those things to reflect uh, hopefully God's heart for mankind where, again, wherever a person may be. With Scripture as the, as the foundation and as the context. So that's where we are. That's why the program's here. And this hour, I want to play for you some clips from previous interviews that will kind of show you some of that. And again, the best way to do it is WFIL.com on our homepage. You can scroll right through all the podcasts and see a very varied guest list. And again, I will share with you some of the guests that we have lined up coming up even as soon as this Friday that I think you'll be pretty interested to hear. So that said, for starters, because this coming Monday, the 31st of August, is the end of the month, Several things we're doing as a radio station are going off the board. One of them is our Ministry of the Month uh, partnership with Let's Talk About Jesus and Wayne Monblow, which you can catch weekdays at 11.30 a.m., Saturdays at 11 a.m., and Sundays at 6 a.m. Had Wayne on the program early this month, and um, just want to give you a clip. This is an example of how we will every now and again have a pastor or a speaker or someone, a ministry leader from one of the ministries on the radio station on this show, give you a chance to get to know them a bit better than just through the program that they happen to air. And um, I believe near the end of the interview with Wayne, I asked him kind of after serving the Lord all these years, what would you tell people now that you've been through so many things and experienced a lot, what would you tell people what's important, truly important in life? Paul the Apostle, uh, his desire for the church at the end of Colossians chapter 1, that I, might, that I might present every person complete in Christ. So for me, everything in the world changes, situations in the church can change, prophecies and movements can come and go. Jesus Christ, praise his name, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The victory he won uh, so long ago is even more pure and beautiful to me because I've had a privilege of growing in the Lord for 48 years. So I would encourage every Christian to don't ever miss out on an opportunity to be with Jesus Christ really and grow in the grace and knowledge of Christ and love God and do good to all people and let your good works cause people to glorify God. And, and in all these things, we'll grow in all aspects unto him who is the head, Jesus Christ.
That's Wayne Monblow from Let's Talk About Jesus. Everyone, welcome to a free download of a booklet called Grace Removes Mountains. It's on our homepage at WFIL.com. We're also giving away different prizes throughout the week, and I have made a bunch of winners. Allie in Flemington, New Jersey, George in Bryn Mawr, Stephanie in Philadelphia, Elvira in Philly, Rebecca in Mount Laurel, New Jersey, and Prudence in Bear, Delaware. Just a handful of those who have won a book from the Let's Talk About Jesus Library this month. Still time to get in on that, and there's a big grand prize you could win as well. So get the free download and get entered for the rest of the prizes at WFIL.com. Do so by this coming Monday when that wraps up. Also wrapping up this Monday, our contest revolving around the book, No Such Thing as Can't. This is a special guest we had on the program back on June 26th, a gentleman named uh, Dr. Tyler Sexton. An amazing story, and this book is called No Such Thing as Can't, A Triumphant Story of Faith and Perseverance. Cerebral palsy, I think he had... 16 surgeries by the time he was a teenager. It was at least, it was north of 10. I know it was double digits. Bullied, all kinds of stuff. Overcame all of that to actually become a doctor. And not only a doctor, but chairman of his department. And now he is helping many children with disabilities of their own. It's an amazing story. We're giving away that book. Again, the deadline to enter that is this coming Monday. Podcast, June 26th. If you want to hear more fully that conversation. Here's a quick snippet. Dr. Tyler Sexton on hope. I know that my parents, if you ask them honestly, uh, I, they always supported me, but I don't even think they thought it was possible in some parts of this journey as well. Yeah. You know, it was always, you'll never do this, you'll never do that, you'll never walk, you'll never talk, you'll never scuba dive. I achieved all those things. You know, people say no, and God says yes, and we walk hand in hand with those hurdles. And I really realized at that point that I wanted to become a doctor to give hope to patients mm. instead of always the worst case scenarios. And I'm not out here saying, and I do it on a day-to-day basis. And so I want to be very clear. You can lay out the facts with no hope and give a message of hopelessness. And yet on the other side is with just a little bit of hope, you can radically change somebody's world. Mm. And I will tell you, there are pediatricians all across the country, some maybe even listening. You know, we could all stand in front of you in a line, and this is what I learned. I could tell you exactly how to fix a certain illness, exactly how to fix a certain break or whatever it is. But how you say something, that is what matters. Nobody will look at anything else except how you made them feel. Hmm. And for me, and I want to be the doctor to say, you know what, I can give you hope. In the midst of your tragedy, I can show you that if God can do this for me, he can do it for you through the miracle of what, what he's given us through medicine and the rest. I still believe in miracles. I know God can do those things. And I've taught people how to reframe their hopes and dreams, right? Learning for me, learning how to wipe myself and not fall off the toilet when I was a kid, that yeah. was a small miracle. Yep. And so day to day, one step at a time, I just took one miracle, one task, one challenge every day. And now I get to do that with my patients, and we get to see miracles, and we get to appreciate where we are and the blessings that God has us in that position. I think that's the biggest issue, too, is we get so focused on, you know, what comes in the future and what is going to be, and yet we didn't dream big enough. I didn't know I was going to become a doctor. My parents definitely didn't. My mother thought I was going to do nothing, and here I sit. So I want to encourage people is, you don't have it planned out. You don't know, but God does. And now being a doctor, I know that fear. I know that pain. I know that uncertainty. And I stand in front of you better for it. And I've seen too much, and I know too much. Never deny what God's done for me. That's Dr. Tyler Sexton. He's still a young man. Cerebral palsy is still very much a part of his life. But hear those words and all the stuff he overcame. That's the book we're giving away, one of many things with the WFL's Rewards Club. That's our listener club. Totally free to join. Once you're in, it takes about two or three minutes, if that. It makes it easy to enter all the different contests you hear about. So hop on board with that. 
contests and surveys page at WFIL.com. One other quick thing to mention uh, before we go to our next break is, and we'll have some more audio coming for you to give you an idea, again, of the different guests we've had, and we'll billboard who's coming up in the next week or two. The back-to-school sweepstakes, 2500 in cash for you, 2500 in cash for your school. Pretty good deal. You can enter, actually enter every day between now and Monday. So hop on board with that. There are bonus entry opportunities. How cool would that be to win, uh, you know, that much money? 2500 and uh, it goes two directions. For you, for back to school, whatever your fall experience is looking like with that regard, in that regard, or uh, and another 2500 for your school. That'd be a really cool prize to win. But as they say, you can't win it if you're not in it. So hop on board. It's the Back to School Sweepstakes. Smack dab on our homepage at six ten. Uh, sorry, at uh, WFIL.com. I'm also thinking about our uh, giveaway of the gift cards, which I'll mention here in a moment after a break. Thanks for listening in. It's Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. On AM560 WFIL, it's the Tim DeMoss Show. If you please, Doctor. 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 Oh, play. Shut the door, keep on the devil. You shut the door, keep the devil in the night. Shut the door, keep on the devil. Night, shut the door. Keep on the devil. Light the candle, everything's alright. Light the candle, everything's alright. WFIL.com on the app. Fun one there. A classic from Randy Stonehill and Shut the Dough. And we're just I'm putting that on there as a reminder, besides having a little fun, that this coming Monday is Moldy Oldies Monday. The last Monday of the month, we take the hour and play classics from uh, Christian contemporary music's past. And that could be way back to the late 60s, early 70s, as new as perhaps in the 90s. Think about it. The 90s are at least 20-something years uh, ago already. It seems hard to believe. You know, typical, like when the Jars of Clay and the song Flood came out, that was a huge hit. That was 25 years ago. So if you have a request, get it in from now so we can map things out. Email is Timmy D, T-I-M-M-Y-D at WFIL.com, T-I-M-M-Y-D at WFIL.com. Or text 610-500-DOVE with a request, 610 500 3683 as we map that program out for this coming Monday, Moldy Oldies Monday. Speaking of our text line, just a quick reminder, if you'd like to win a gift card to Duncan or Panera or Rita's or Wawa, $5.60. I got a handful of them to hand out. Just send a quick note, your name and where you're from. And uh, should your name get picked out, I'll text you back for the rest of your address so we can mail it out. Just a gentle, simple thank you for listening in, courtesy of Brian or Chevrolet, and enough for you to go get yourself a sandwich or a couple of coffees and a donut, that kind of deal. I love making lots of winners uh, in that way. So among other things we've done in the uh, recent weeks and months on this program, of course, uh, the issue of race and, and you know, has certainly been on the fore, uh, forefront of folks' minds and been in the news and, um, and should be, and really should be something that we, we are paying attention to all along, um, in general, loving our neighbor. And um, had a number of folks weigh in on these things, over the last uh, few months, before and after George Floyd's passing and, and others. And so um, 
I'll give you a couple of clips just to give you an example of some of the folks we've had on. Kind of before, this is kind of weird, it's like a time capsule. Before all of that and before coronavirus really kicked in, February 13th, had Debbie Allen on the program, who uh, has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. She's a well-known actress. She was in the uh, film Fame and TV series, I think, by the same name. She's won an Emmy and uh, was a dance choreographer and a lot of other things. And she was on the program just simply talking about race in the arts. The past, our history, especially when you're talking about black people in the world, cinema, art, television, kind of our job is to reflect the world as we see it, as it has been, as it could be, as it should be, and tell those stories that need to be told. Bring up truths that need to be confirmed, Mm. challenge, status quo, uh, behavior, or principles that need to be changed. So my experience as a young black woman growing up in America since I was three years old in the 50s has been certainly filled with those questions and things that that needed to be answered. When you grew up in the South, where there were white-only signs everywhere, mm. where you were excluded and not allowed to even go to ballet class, you know, times have changed, but times are changing again. And that is what is amazing about our world, but also something we have to take caution with. Things can go forward and they can go backwards. Again, that's Debbie Allen. That was back in February of this year. February of the year before, just to kind of show that this is not a seasonal thing, but we hope to address and have a conversation about periodically on the program. Danielle Kimmy, last name is now Torres. She's married with children. Used to be in a group called Out of Eden, a contemporary Christian group, R&B, and uh, they are great. And uh, I'd love to I'd love to see them do another album. Three Sisters. They did, I think, seven albums, and one of the pieces of our conversation touched on these matters. My favorite thing about race relations is that we're different races, and I think that that's something that should absolutely be celebrated and understood. You know, I have so many people in my life that come from the I'm colorblind standpoint, Hmm. and although that sounds like it would be a great thing, what it effectively means is that they don't acknowledge the things that I go through that are very different than what they go through because they don't quote unquote, see my race. So I want people to see my race, to know that to acknowledge the things that I have gone through, but then also to acknowledge the beautiful things that I bring to our friendship or relationship or the world because of my race. And, you know, those are important too. For instance, we're talking about out of Eden. Some of our music did shock people. Some of it was too much for the marketplace at the time, but you know, that's just who we were. And I, I think coming from contemporary Christian coming to rather contemporary Christian music with a, an African American point of view, you know, we're exposed to different things and we have, I'm not going to say life is harder as a black person in America, but it's certainly not easier. Um, I think that because of that and all the things that you do go through as a black person in America, and then being a part of a, a vastly 
white, you know, um, sexist music. There was only a few of us, but our writing reflected our difference of experience. You know, we brought beats to the marketplace. Yes, you did. We brought soul to the marketplace. We brought energy and passions and, and lyrics, like I said before, from a different perspective. If you, if you didn't see our race, then you wouldn't understand why those things were so important and the value that they bring to so many. That's Danielle Kimmy. Uh, Torres from the group Out of Eden. Highly recommend their music. It still sounds great today. Stands the test of time. And they address all kinds of topics in their music. They're one of about a dozen acts on Goatee Records, which is co-owned by Toby Mac from DC Talk. And I think still may be. They had other bands on there like the Katinas and Reliant K and some hip-hop artists like uh, John Rubin and Sonic Flood. When the worship whole thing started to blow up, I Want to Know You in the Secret and Open the Eyes of My Heart. And they did their version that Out of Eden was part of that whole label that put out that sort of music. So check them out. Now, I found it interesting, and I'm not sure if this is the clip, but I found it interesting that Danielle talked about that we're different races and the idea that uh, being, quote unquote, colorblind is not a desirable thing per se, because then you're kind of just everyone's the same. I think I know what she was saying, and maybe it's semantics, maybe it's the word. Um, I have a clip here from Dr. Alveda King, the niece of MLK Jr., and she was on with us back in May of this year, the 13th, talking about good and evil and race. I think this is the clip uh, where Alvita may actually say the opposite of what Danielle said. About, but although I think they mean the same thing, the way they word it or the way they view it is a little different. Let's listen in. This is Dr. Alvita King. We have to really pay attention to what's available to us every day to be as knowledgeable as we can, but not be fearful and fearful not be doom and gloom, that's very important, and live this day out. I learned that. My mother, Naomi King, would say when our home was being bombed, my daddy's church was being bombed, my daddy's Reverend Alfred Daniel Williams King, he was killed in the Civil Rights Movement the year after his brother, Prophet Martin Luther King, Jr. And so in Birmingham, our home, A.D. and Naomi's parsonage was bombed, and daddy's church in Louisville, his office was bombed, those kinds of things. Yeah. So my mother would say, hey, you have to heal on your feet. My mm. granddaddy, Martin Luther King Sr., my daddy, A.D. King, my uncle, Martin Luther King Jr., you have to forgive, you have to love. And then I'm like, well, how do I forgive? Ask the Holy Spirit to help you because you can't do it by yourself. So my mother says we heal on our feet. I've learned to love, to forgive, ask God to help me forgive and to move forward. That's what you have to do today with COVID. We're going to hear all the conspiracy theories. And I'm saying, but don't dwell on those types of things. Don't be overcome by evil. Overcome evil with good. And what anytime somebody does something mean or evil to me, I try to at least do two, two good deeds for somebody else. <laughs> That's great. Just automatically. I say, let me go. Jesus did that, actually. If you think about it, when Lazarus died, Jesus on the way over to resurrect him was healing people. So when he heard bad things, Jesus would go out and heal people. That's what he would do. So, and then ultimately, of course, we know the cross and the sacrifice and the resurrection and how victorious that is if you're Christian. But I tell people, if you're not Christian, say, say if you're Jewish and uh, you don't embrace, you're not a Christian Jew uh, or Muslim or whatever the various religions are, we can love. John 3, 16, God says, God so loved the world, love all of us. 
We can begin to learn to love each other, to forgive each other. People don't know how deeply rooted the words of Martin Luther King Jr. always are in the Bible. When he says we must learn to live together as brothers and sisters or perish together as schools, that's back to the words of Jesus. Love you one another. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love God. Forgive so that Heavenly Father can forgive you. And Billy Graham, I mentioned him. I'm a Christian evangelist uh, raised by three preachers, Daddy King, my daddy A.D., and Martin Luther King. So it's, it's done. you're going to run into truth everywhere you go. So when you put your glasses on, what do you see? You need to see good or bad. If you see the bad, you adjust your glasses and overcome it. Go do good deeds. Racism. This is an important point. I was telling somebody today, a racist is a person, no matter what their skin color is, if he or she believes that there are separate races of humans and one race of humans is different from another race. That's socially engineered. That's not in the Bible. God created every nation, every tongue, every tribe. You'll see a few more modern translations that will say God created every race. But go all the way back to the ancient Bible. And race is of one blood, Acts 17, 26, 28. God created all people to live together on the face of the earth. So if you have some President Trump says we all believe the same, I say, well, he's not a racist. He doesn't see us as separate races. He sees us as a human race. Immediately, I knew he wasn't a racist, just on that scientist. Science says that's true. Hmm. Philosophy says that's true, and religion says that's true. So when somebody comes up to me, honestly, Tim, and they say, uh, my race needs to get along with your race, and I do the sign, the, the Hebrew uh, sign that uh, Spock used in Star Trek. Yes. <laughs> I say, are you an Endorian? Are you a Klingon? I mean, what are you? I, yeah, let me try. But I'm human. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. One more point. I'm sorry. Real fast. Colorblind people. I'm colorblind. I said, Jesus gives sight to the blind. Colossians say with your eyes wide open. Hmm. You know? So we can see. We celebrate ethnicity. We just don't divide over it. So don't be colorblind. Put your glasses on. Isn't that something? I could just sit and listen, which is kind of what I was doing. I love having guests on and just learn from them. And even if they view things or word things a little differently, or maybe you, you see things uh, you know, from a different perspective, it's... A lot of wisdom to be had there. That interview was May 13th. Again, Dr. Alveda King uh, on good versus evil in that particular part and then also on issues of race and ethnicity is another word that's probably wise to use as we discuss these things. So if you're just tuning in, it's a smorgasbord story kind of day, giving you some clips from recent weeks and months to give you an idea of what the program is about, where we've been, and I do have some info as to where we're headed. Uh, one more quick clip for you. Steve Taylor, who we had on uh, just last month, he, uh, like a you know, foundation of the, the Christian music on the alternative side of things, and also a record label executive, he wound up doing lots of lyrics and working with bands like Newsboys. He wrote a bunch of songs. You, you'd be like, oh, he wrote that? Uh, but, uh, and, he's very, and he's a filmmaker, like all kinds of really cool stuff. But even he, we had a little, a little uh, part of our conversation dealing on the matters of race. We have a little bit more perspective on it, too, now, because our daughter is black. We adopted her from Uganda. Yes. And so, you know, you, you certainly get somewhat of a different perspective from having someone uh, that's as close to you as, you know, your own family uh, gives you a, a, a different perspective as well. Um, 
but I, I think uh, I'm so glad to see this conversation happening in a more intense way than it has in the past. And I'm, I'm continually surprised at how little I know as someone who felt like they were fairly well engaged in the, in the discussion. Um, there's a book that I'd recommend for everybody. It's called The Color of Compromise by Jamar Tisby. And uh, I'm just about finished with it. But uh, I think he's a, uh, an evangelical uh, pastor and a church historian. And he just tells the story of the church's complicity in racism in the United States. And there were so many things in there. Every, like every, every other page, it's like, wait, what? Hmm. We did what? And it's disheartening in many ways because, uh, uh, you know, racism has been around so long, has been such a, a part of the fabric of uh, our country uh, since its founding and before. And, uh, but it's, it's just become sort of the water that we live in, and we, we accept it for very few people don't think it's wrong. It's just that we don't understand the depth of it. You know, we were talking about the second chance and uh, Jeff Obatham Carr, who played the black pastor, yeah. might have been at lunch. We were just talking. He just talked to me about what it was like to go into a store and be trailed by security just by virtue of being a black man in a store. Hmm. And that was just his that was just his daily life, uh, you know, getting pulled over and uh, yeah. just always being eyed with suspicion. And the toll that that takes living in that scenario every day is is something someone like me I, I i can't understand i can't begin to fathom what that would be like so i'm, I'm glad we're lord willing we're, we're getting serious about it steve taylor june uh july i should say july 17th was the day he was on our program full podcast that and all these interviews on our homepage at wfil.com i want to play a, a song for you after the break I'm not sure if we played it during that interview or not, but it was his uh, song called We Don't Need No Color Code. It's a really, like all his songs pretty much are very witty, very poignant, and the the lyrics kind of cut to the heart in a good way. Uh, We'll play that and give you a couple more clips. Also, I want to give you a heads up as to who we have lined up over the next 10 days or so. A wonderful lineup is shaping up. That's all coming up on the Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. Quick check on the forecast. Sunny, 85. The high the rest of the day, kind of cloudy. Maybe a shower tonight, low 70. Mix of clouds and sun and maybe a shower uh, tomorrow with a high of 94. Philly's getting ready to play. Washington at 6.05. Aaron Nola on the mound. They beat Washington 8-3 last night. The Eagles continue their training camp. Uh, at, you know, getting ready for their season opener, which is the, what's the 13th of, uh, of September against Washington. And the uh, Flyers playing uh, playoff hockey today with the Islanders. They lost the first game 4-zip, uh, but they're ahead 3-1 after two periods this afternoon looking to e- uh, even that series up. All right, back in a moment with more. The Tim DeMoss Show, WFIL. Live and local. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. Bristol! Ah! Wrong hat! I take a seven and a half. Now here's something we hope you'll really like.
WFAL.com and on the app, the energy, the wit, and the truth uh, through the music of Steve Taylor and one of his earliest songs, We Don't Need No Color Code. It's 4.50 on the Tim DeMoss Show. Today, it's a smorgasbord story kind of day, playing some clips for you from previous guests in recent weeks and months to give you an idea what the program's about. And also, in a little bit, I want to tell you who's coming up. Uh, tomorrow, I'll give you a little hint. Well, I'll start with tomorrow. We're looking forward to having a gentleman named T.J. Stevens on the program. He wrote a book called Once a Shooter, Redemption of a High School Gunman. It's quite a story. It took place, I'm going to say it's about 40 years ago. And if you remember, if you've been listening to the station for a little while, we actually gave this book away on our site. I think it was in July. It might have been June. July? July? I can't. One of the two. So, uh, it's not that far in, in, in the rearview mirror, perhaps, for some of you as you listen in and think, I think I've heard that. Yeah, so we're going to actually have him on for the full program tomorrow to tell the story of what that was like and what happened. But remember correctly, when we talked about giving it away, it was uh, he learned he was pardoned twice, first by God and then um, justice wise. He was actually. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, we're going to we're going to get into that tomorrow. We'll have him for the whole hour. Um Kind of along those lines, because sometimes this program is more about just having an hour-long chat with a guest. We had a gentleman on named Peter Yashik, who has an amazing story as well. The book that he wrote was called Imprisoned with Isis, Faith in the Face of Evil. And we had him on last week of July. And an amazing story. Just like too many things to believe, if whatever. But as you read through it, um, you hear about this... this, um, all the twists and turns in his life, including getting captured and being in prison with six members of ISIS. Prior to that, when he was detained early in the in the book, he's in another country. He's about to leave. He gets tapped on the shoulder, and it's time for him to get interrogated. They want to see his laptop. And uh, I can't do justice to it here, but let me just play a little clip for you because Peter's father was also a uh, a pastor who had to learn— how to, you know, when the police would come, secret police, whatever, how to deal with it. And here's what we had to say about it. My father was kind of emphasizing that when you are being interrogated, you know, in one sense, you have to show at least some sort of cooperation. And uh, you have always to have a kind of cover story that you will tell them. But the problem is that you have to exactly remember what you said, because you can be asked for the same thing, you know, later on. And they made records of all your previous statements. And this is also very important. But one thing is that we have a wonderful promise from our Lord Jesus that when we will be brought before religious or secular authorities because of his name, we should not be worried what we should answer, you know, because it will be given. The Holy Spirit will give us the right answers, you know. And I have experienced that also many times in many other countries where I've been stopped either at the arrival or at the departure from the country or during my visit, and I was being questioned, or I've been asked to open my bag where I had Christian literature Bibles, and in many situations like that, we just have to rely on the Holy Spirit and on the right wisdom, you know, in that situation. It's nice to be, in one sense, prepared, but it's much nicer to rely on the Lord and His wisdom in that particular moment. That's Peter Yashik, author of Imprisoned with ISIS, Faith in the Face of Evil. He joined us from the Czech Republic, actually, by phone. It was a really cool uh, hour spent with him. 
the 30th of July is the date you can look that podcast up. All these programs that I'm playing clips from, you can go to WFIL.com, scroll through. We have the newest one on top, and you can just scroll backwards and find a wide variety of guests. And uh, some have just one for the whole hour. Some have several, whatever it might be. Quick break, and after this, I will let you know who we have coming up in the next uh, couple of weeks. It's a pretty cool lineup. Hang on. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. It's 457 on the Tim DeMoss Show. Coming up tomorrow, mentioned T.J. Stevens, author of Once a Shooter, Redemption of a High School Gunman. The famous Friday show features three-time Olympic gold medalist and two-time World Cup champion Christy Pierce-Rampone and uh, longtime weatherman and Emmy Award-winning journalist Al Roker. We'll have some more gift cards to hand out that day, plus our Now That's Punny segment to cap things off. Moldy Oldies Monday awaits this coming Monday. If you have a favorite classic you want to hear of the Christian Music Vault, email me from now so I can plan that out. Timmy D, T-I-M-M-Y-D, at WFIL.com, or text in at 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. Scott Wilder from Save the Children is going to join us for a couple of days next week as we look to provide COVID-19 emergency relief in a day of hope. And it's an opportunity to actually help those dealing with challenges from COVID right in America. Usually we work with uh, uh, Save the Children. It's other countries. This time it's the U.S. because they do work here. 125 countries and America as one of them. So that's coming up next week. Trivia Thursdays next week. Guys against the gals. That series currently three games apiece. And the famous Friday show next Friday. G.E. Smith, former lead guitarist for Philly's own Hall & Oates, plus Gary G. Cobb. And uh, beyond that, several more guests heading into the week after. So a lot of cool things are in the works. We encourage you to pray for the program, too. If you think of it, we appreciate that. And feel free to tell a friend, subscribe to the podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great night. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. 